Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Victory Friday, March 12, 2021. The Detroit Red Wings for the first time in, uh, I believe it was, it was 78 meetings. Is that, is that what it was up to? First time in 78 meetings uh, have beaten it's a lot. the Tampa Bay Lightning in regulation. Six to four good times were had by all. They probably did not. By probably, I mean they did not deserve to win this one it was a blast uh and we're gonna celebrate today it's, it's, a, it's a victory friday let's welcome in the fellas i'm detroit sports writer noel bianchi here today as always i got longtime red wings fan ethan smith making his week debut what's going yeah. on buddy we missed you it's been a good i missed you guys too good to good to have you around we're gonna do a uh good smiling faces we're gonna do first segment on the on the game we're going to do a second segment on Gary Bettman saying that there's no such thing as tanking. And then we're going to get a, do a how do you feel about it Friday, open things up in segment three. Sure to be a blast. Before we get to that, Scott Bentley from the Bentley show. I think he thought I forgot about him. I did not. I was just excited. To talk I would about never. What we got going on. I would never think that. I would never think that about you. Thanks, man. That means a lot. <laughs> uh, where do you guys want to start? The, the Another game. I mean, the game the other night, you're you're frustrated because you think they probably should have won and they ended up losing. The game tonight, like, I mean, it's 3-2 after the first period. Just the sheer amount of goals that were scored in that first period made this game a win for me because it was somewhat entertaining. Uh, I do have to say, though, towards the, uh, what do you call it, like second period, I was like, it, like, towards the end of the second period, I was like, how is this game not going, not the end of the third period right now? It just felt like it took forever. Yeah, it, I mean, it did. <laughs> we had what, what was it, seven goals through two? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I was that honestly, like, like, I know that this is like a wild, just ridiculous anomaly of a game, but for real, that second period was actually really good hockey, I felt like. Like, the goals themselves might have been, like, you know, a little, you know, maybe we can do it. Behind those, the goal but, line. Right, right. But, but the actual. Yeah, yeah, it was. I felt like the second period was actually a pretty pretty decently played period as a whole. I would say what, in my opinion, that's the most entertaining Red Wings game I've seen all year. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, they, there was even – there was uh, Adam Ernie got knocked out. Holy yeah. cow. He got – oh, my God. That was – and that was like a little subplot that was building. And, frankly, it's probably lucky it wasn't more guys that were just like – getting jumped and being like hey fight me idiot because that was like happening like they they were kind of getting frustrated in the second period you know phillips adina got a nice cross check to the back to end the period like there was just stuff going on and uh adam ernie unfortunately got tangled up with barkley goudreau who knocked him clean out one of the cleanest knockouts i've seen a hockey fight in a long time but good guy goudreau he he did the nice thing he he held his jersey and like he like let him fall and then like grabbed him right before his head hit the ice in slow-mo it was terrifying but heroic that was definitely um probably the cleanest video i've seen of somebody doing that 
I would yeah. say since I watched hockey, like that was that was a perfect example of what you should do in a hockey fight if you yeah. knock somebody's block off their head. <laughs> they even talked about it. The right, the broadcast team even talked about like, oh, like the NHL was afraid of as afraid of like people's heads hitting the ice and stuff. And that was that was the poster child for how to do it. That was beautiful. Uh, Anthony Manta scored again tonight. Troy Stetcher returned uh absolute snipe show his first goal of the season i've been like super pumped to have him back not only because the red wings need him but because he also elevates mark stall and then he comes back and he makes his his biggest play of the game on offense with just a sick snipe Curt- curtis mcelhaney though we should address this uh five goals on 23 shots it just it wasn't pretty yeah, I think it was three goals on on five shots at one point. Yes, yes, it was. It was not good. Yep. The uh, the second goal, Philip Peronic, like he Philip Peronic made a nice feed to Larkin, who was like ready to accept it, mm-hmm. but it was one of those like, dude, what are you doing? Like McElhaney went down in the butterfly on a pass from the corner, and then it was just all over from there. So yeah, that was it. it looks bad five in slow mo. It looks really bad in slow mo, but I mean that's a back kind of like a backdoor pass. Yeah. Maybe thought the defenseman was going to be there to, you know, stop the pass from getting over. But mm. I mean, it didn't, it really didn't look good in slow mo. <laughs> no, it did not. Uh, Anthony Mantha had a goal upheld. The Red Wings had a, or let's actually, let's go to the end of the game real quick where there's this scuffle between Dylan Larkin and Steven Stamkos. So the, the Lightning, they score two goals at the 1551 and the 1705 mark. Uh, really look like they're gonna like it, it felt imminent. Doom felt imminent. Um, Hell yeah, dude. and that's not what happens, but there's like a minute left and they're in the face off circle. And, and Stamkos appears to give Larkin a high stick. And there was a lot of FUs going back and forth with each other. They go to video review. Have you guys ever seen a penalty overturned by video review? They overturned a high sticking penalty. I don't know yeah, if it's because know. they ruled it like a double minor or like what the situation was. I think that's was. why. I think, I, I think somebody explained it. I don't know who, so I can't give credit, but I think somebody explained that it was because it's a double, they could review it to see if it was a double. And then they ruled that it wasn't even any. I think they I'm listened to sure. Steven and they and they just said, okay, we, I honestly don't know if that hit him because he was so adamant that it wasn't his stick that yeah. I think the refs were like, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. And Lar- Larkin didn't even know what to say. Just Steve, like saying Steve. F you, you know, yeah. He's yeah, like, he did. He couldn't even like deny it. You know, he, yeah. they know he's guilty from the moment he came out of his lips. Um, but after, after they overturned that penalty, I was like, this is it. This is it. But Jonathan Bernier, to his credit, we need to bring him up, was absolutely on point. 41 saves on 44 shots. They were coming at him hot and heavy. I don't know why he didn't start Tuesday night, frankly. I don't think that was something that we addressed, why Thomas Grice got the start after like a five-day break. Uh, but Tom or Jonathan Bernie on seven days rest comes back, and it's just the man again and again and again. Yeah, yeah I, that was going to be one of my how do you feel about it Friday questions is, is Thomas Grice's – should we should we be done with the uh, the back and forth nature of this goaltending tandem? Should 100%. we just start riding Jonathan? Because I mean, oh he's obviously the honestly the better goaltender. Well, I think they have. That's why I was surprised that he. Value. Yeah, that that's why I was surprised that he um, didn't start coming back from the long weekend because he has been playing like two out of every three at least for like the past couple of weeks. Because like clearly on the ice, he's the much better goaltender. Um, 
and then also like that thing with the trade value too that'll be interesting to kind of see um but yeah just just another fantastic game from him i'm gonna keep saying it every time we bring him up red wings fans are going to miss him i'm going to miss him because these games are going to look a lot different uh without him in that yeah big time and that's why i mean that's another reason why i think you got to keep playing them you got to 100 keeps having games like these obviously that raises the trade value and he goes i don't know outside of like depending on what anaheim does with gibson like maybe one of the best goalies on the market you know what i mm. mean like, you, i think you have to keep playing him if anaheim gets rid of gibson yeah there will right. be, be absolutely nothing <laughs> oh. for bernier yeah absolutely I'd love to see it um I, I hate gibson and anaheim i want him to go to a beautiful team like the hypothetical situation like the rangers or something i just want to see more of him because he gets no shine in anaheim he's a a phenomenal goaltender he's so good edmonton um one place where the red wings do deserve credit tonight is uh on the pk tampa was one for six that's the best or power play in the league i'm pretty sure um And I mean, like there was the one bad goal and like, it was one of those things where Nemeth should have stayed over to cover Stamkos and he didn't. And he just whacked it right in back door was kind of just bing, bang, boom type deal. Uh, but besides that, I mean, pretty much rock solid. And that, that ultimately, when you have a game this close, when you have a game, this run and gun, when you have a game that's like this, uh, that typically is where the margin lies. The Red Wings didn't get a power play goal for the first time in five games tonight. Uh, and ultimately, because they were pretty good on the power play, that ended up being able to uh, keep the lightning at bay. So that was good stuff. Yeah, big time. I, I think the uh, like we've obviously had our problems with the penalty, with the penalty kill, and the power play. So I think that doing that against the whole game, honestly, just being able to go toe to toe with a team that much better in a lot of areas is is I don't know. I don't know how much encouragement you get out of one game, but it's something, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm ready to be disappointed next week. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. I'm ready to get hurt again, but. So we got uh, two more games against Carolina on the horizon. That'll be Sunday and Tuesday. So we actually got a couple days off boys. Enjoy your Friday night. Enjoy your Saturday night. All right. uh, We're going to take it into segment two. We got to talk about some ludicrous things that Gary Bettman was saying today. Uh, Before we do that, though, got to talk to you guys about bet online. It's the fastest. And guess what? It's the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over. But college basketball, a little March Madness coming up. The NHL, they're in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. If you can believe it, they can achieve it. Bet online has you covered for the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. F-R-E-E. Gotta love it. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up. Receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKDOWN. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus uh, when you make your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. There's an old man sitting next to me making love to his tonic and gin. <laughs> today in the Lockdown Today podcast, on the one-year anniversary of the NBA shutting down due to COVID, an NCAA team is forced out of the tournament due to a positive test. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Lockdown Today podcast. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, back for segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, we got some, we got to talk about Gary Bettman because 
basically, a lot of Red Wings fans' frustration in these last couple of years off of the ice has been the NHL draft lottery. They fall the max amount of spots every single time. Uh, have gotten some nice, nice young pieces, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think we can all agree the draft lottery needs some readjusting. Now, the reason that the lottery exists, right, is to prevent tanking in the NHL. So the NHL, what they have done is, you know, uh, come up with a super complicated thing where the 15th place team can jump into first just to scare that last place team into, you know, not being worried about not being rewarded. I don't know what the deal is, but apparently there's no need to even do any of that because Gary Bettman doesn't believe that there's tanking. He said today, quote, there are some clubs who recently think it's important that the teams are struggling who get the most help. There are other teams that think there is nothing wrong with the present system at all. I don't believe there's tanking in the game. I think our players, our organizations, our coaches are too professional. Okay, well, get rid of the lottery then. A hundred percent altogether. There you go. No tanking. Everyone's trying their hardest. So let, why is there a lottery? That does really contradict the way that he decided to go about the entirety of the NHL draft. He yes. changed the lottery rules days ago. Not, not officially, but like he, there's, there's new lottery rules literally on the table like 48 hours ago. Like they're trying to change the lottery. And he's out there going like, yeah, no. This, this is not even a problem. Bill, Bill Daly goes, uh, or no, sorry, Batman continues. Um, he goes, yes, there's been an anomaly or two here and there, but the system wasn't necessarily crying out for major change. I think these adjustments are more in the form of minor tweaks or tweaks than anything else. I think that that's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, I, I think it completely destroys the purpose of having a draft lottery in the first place, like you said. And, uh, and so here's a, here's a, here's a point that I, I kind of was flushing this out on Twitter with uh, Thomas Trance from the athletic Vancouver today. Uh, basically I was just in his replies. Um, but he goes, so Gary Bettman tweets out or Greg Wyshynski tweets out the thing about Gary Bettman saying that. And Thomas Trance goes, one of the most successful NHL executives of the last 10 years in Steve Eisenman must have simply forgot how to build a very competitive team. And so basically his uh, he's saying that the Red Wings are very obviously tanking. He goes, he assessed the situation he inherited and knew that more pain was necessary to build durably. I said, and, and to me, like, I don't think that building durably is the same thing as tanking. I don't think that being smart is the same thing as tanking. In my opinion, it's like the, what I said was eating slowly does not equal starving yourself. And I think that that's like somewhat of a, of a fair comparison. You know like what? rationing food being like, Oh no, I don't know what I'm going to eat again. I'm going to have a couple bites. I'm going to only drink this much water. Like that is not this. You're still trying to like survive, but like, I don't know. It, you know, no, you know, I, it's a tough sell what you're saying. If you're going to look me in the eye and tell me that Detroit hasn't tanked. To, so I, so I asked rebuild. him his, no, yeah, I mean, no, it's I'm still not. Tanking. Yes, but I don't think they're trying to be this bad. I think this is a team that tried to get better this offseason and it just didn't work out. I mean, they but got they, a they would bit have liked, they signed Bobby Ryan. Yeah, That's but they, would have, they, they would have liked to take a step forward this year. I believe that. I mean, they did. See, I think they did. I think exactly they, right. But I think so that's a testament to how bad they were last year in the upward yeah. direction. I right. I well, I mean, I I guess. 
Uh, but you like you can still. I think it's it's more of a testament to how horrible we were last year. Like we took a step forward and are still the worst team in hockey. Like that's that's just how bad we were last year. Not right, that, but they weren't bad last year on purpose. They were the oh, yes, watch out, dudes. I don't think they were. They had that yes, win streak to end 18-19. They come in. I'm not saying that Steve Eisman was trying to be very good, but see, this is the exact argument. Just because they weren't trying to win the Stanley Cup doesn't mean they're tanking. Like, there's there's some middle ground here that needs to be found. Yeah, but they weren't trying to be good so they can get more draft picks at then draft. Starting higher. when? Like, two years ago, as soon as, like, the year before Eisman came in. But I don't, I don't believe that in 1819 they have the win streak to end the year they have all these young guys coming up they look like they're getting better and then all of a sudden all of their veterans at once completely fell off a cliff and it was a disaster of epic proportions that nobody saw coming in this dramatic of a fashion and i went tag coffin was as told on this show they won two in a row last year and he had to write the here come the red wings column there they've turned it around they're coming out of the rebuild people like right or not like that was a feeling that was going around yeah so i i I think it depends on your i think this is really just an argument of your definition of tanking i think i mean like that's what we're arguing about right well right exactly that's my point (laughs) like i i think you can okay so here's what he said he goes if your gm is trying to make sure he doesn't have success in a given season and the team's fans are rooting against that team you're tanking i don't think either one of those are happy with the red wings right now i was rooting against the red wings last year you're an asshole i i think (laughs) i think once we get to like two weeks left in the season people will be actively rooting against the red wings yeah yeah but right now we're past it like i don't i think we're we're beyond that right now we're like come on give us wins we need wins seriously i'm so sick of watching this we need wins. currently currently maybe but i think with like so right now today sure but i think this season at some point that is going to change like i don't think well, that even yeah, lasts a year in the last two weeks maybe right yeah exactly but, i think I mean, with like two or three weeks left you will have people actively rooting against the team <sighs> which is yeah. in the same season right i mean that's you know, that's a month from now. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. on Scott's side. I don't I don't think it'll be as dramatic this year just because there isn't that one guy. Oh, by the way, quick teaser. We got help. an awesome, awesome, awesome uh draft preview interview with Tony Ferrari. Could be two parts, could be three parts. I don't know. We went for a while. It was a real fun time. Be fun. on the lookout. Yeah, that's coming out next week. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that the Red Wings are actively trying to tank. I think they're trying to be not the worst team in their division and it just hasn't worked out that way it also i think there's also something to be said for the time and the time period the timing in which eiserman took over i think that he took over a already bad team and was given you know what i mean like he's not going to take over this team and immediately just go like all right let's just try and win right away obviously because we don't have the depth or the resources to do so so i think like if this was still holland it would be like, okay, like he's definitely trying to lose because he's been here through the entire process. But with, you know, with Steve coming in at the exact time that he did, there's a little bit more of an argument of like, there's really nothing he could have done about it. He inherited a awful product. Right. Well, I've, in, in the instance where we're not trying to tank, what's the point of trading Jonathan Bernier then? Because you are sellers at the deadline, but if they were trying to tank, they would have sold Jonathan Bernier weeks ago. Or maybe before the season even started. Why do you, why do you, maybe you play him to raise the value though? Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, that's, I guess that's a good point. 
still, I mean, just because you're like every team who's going to be on the opposite side outside looking in is going to be selling like even fringe teams. There's a whole thing of like, we don't know if we're going to be buyers or sellers until trade deadline day. That's just how the league works. Everybody, everybody may, you know, is making moves in some way or some form for sure. And there has to be a balance somewhere. Do you think over here? So, so do you think that that on, on the trade deadline, when you are trading away three of your best players, you don't view that as tanking. You're trading away three of your best players for what would likely be prospects that aren't going to be in the NHL or draft picks. So people that are not immediately going to help you win. I don't, you are I don't getting think that automatically makes players. it tanking because then half the league would be tanking every single year. And that's just not the case. Yeah, but they're in wow. a different position than we are. We're, we're already the worst team in the league. Wow. Not elite. I don't know. I, honestly, <laughs> like you said, like you said, like half the team would be tanking. I don't think, I think going into the season, that number is a lot smaller, but I think there's an argument that 14 teams tank after the trade deadline every year. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that's that far-fetched to say, to be honest with you. Maybe. That I think that could be fair. Um, Regardless, I mean, you got, you got the commissioner's an idiot. So yeah. that's really <laughs> Regardless, like, this guy's like, dunce. <laughs> right. uh, uh, anything else, Ethan? No. Bill Daly is, isn't, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> something, uh, Bill Daly and Gary Bettman walk into a bar joke. I don't know. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, uh, we have been telling you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar. Say with me, boys. It's Built Bar Madness. Built Bar Madness. Madness. Yeah, there we go. We'll work on it. Um, And right now, let me tell you guys about the matchups heading into this weekend as soon as I pull them up on my computer. Now, this one, this this one's a little bit personal for me, fellas. We got the uh, the lemon almond cheesecake, my dark horse, my Cinderella, my everything, uh, up against carrot cake with walnuts. I mean, it's still pretty good because you know it's a built bar. But uh, the lemon almond cheesecake, the hands down mm, sneaky best built bar. I mean, besides like the churro ones, but that's like kind of unfair. Um, so I'm sticking with the lemon almond cheesecake. And then the other bracket, we got caramel brownie against the cherry barcia. That's a tough one. I got to go caramel brownie, though. I'm a caramel brownie guy through and through. Uh, and you can go to BuiltBar.com right now. Make your voice be heard, folks. Voice uh, your opinion on this very important issue. Go to BuiltBar.com right now or go to bar underscore built on Twitter and remember and vote. And then when you go to BuiltBar.com to place your order, remember to use that promo code LOCKDOWN20. You'll get 20% off of that order that's locked on 20 locked on 20 l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-2-0 to get 20 percent off of your next order at builtbar.com and check back today to see you on today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar that is the best fucking power play the detroit red wings have had in four games Every Friday on Lockdown NHL, join Joe DiBiase of Lockdown Sabres and Tom Gazzola of Lockdown Oilers as they round up the biggest stories from the week in the NHL and get you prepared for the league's busy weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trade to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have you have every angle of the league covered to close your week. 
Subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Final segment of the week. Uh, we finally made it. There were times I didn't think that was going to happen, but here we are. We're standing tall. Uh, who wants to lead us off, or how do you feel about it Friday? I think we're – are you guys cool with doing on anything? Oh, yeah, please. Okay, all right, all right. Who wants to lead I feel us like, off? Honestly, I feel like Ethan thrives when you've brought it to everything. I yeah. feel like he's, he's – that's like his special Well, thing. sometimes. I cut it. I cut his uh, Duraflame log one from last week's episode. <laughs> it's an electric one. <laughs> I, 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 I think I cut it. It was like it was like Duraflame log, and then I cut it, and then I go, "All right, we're moving on to the next one." <laughs> I love it was that. pretty funny. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you got, Ethan? Um, Mario Kart. How do you feel about it? Elite. I like Mario Kart. I used to play a lot of Mario Kart Elite. on the uh, probably my most played system. Don't hate me. The Nintendo DS. I used to play that thing all the time. Mario Kart was a sick game on there. Uh, you could play with like other people in the room. It was one. It was like playing online before playing online was like super popular, and it was like right. not complicated at all. It was just like if you're in the room, your DS knows, and you can play with them, and that was sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, Elite. I I think very highly of uh, of Mario Kart. I'm a I'm a big sick. 64 guy though personally that was my uh wow. that was my go to make me look like a jackass i'm sorry <laughs> yeah not the, really nintendo ds was just the poor man's psp it's fine though i had a psp as well <laughs> I said that oh, was this guy. Okay, okay, let's talk about <laughs> this guy. Uh, <laughs> spoiled as a child. Good for you. No, I sold my DS to get the PSP. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right, um, GameStop gave me like eight bucks for it. Um, anyways, right. I, the PSP eight dollars and just go. Can I buy the PSP now? <laughs> no. Well, like, they don't give it to out. you like that. Get out. Uh, they just apply it to store credit. So, uh my PSP is like the first thing that got me addicted to like staying up late. Cause I would play up, I stay up all night and play MLB 07, the show yep. NBA live 2008 with Gilbert arenas on the cover. And, uh, go just two fantastic games. All the hockey Absolutely. games sucked. Uh, I'm trying to think what else medal of honor, uh, was another big one. Uh, SOCOM Navy seals. That was a big one for PSP. What about you guys? Give me your, give me your top four PSP games. MLB 2K, probably 11 or 12. I don't know. I had a couple of them. That was the one I would go like 25 years deep in like a franchise. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd just like make like three players. At them. I'd make like <laughs> Zidane Chara and put him on as like a pitcher. And he'd be like six, six, nine on the mound. It was fascinating. I have a Madden like team like that right now. Mile hour fastballs. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, my tight end's name is Catching Footballs. Nice. <laughs> nice. Kicker's nice. name Billy Legs a lot. <laughs> that's that's still like a. I I know Ethan's very into this too. Like just nights you don't have anything going, then like he'll just like. I know like his girlfriend will be out of town for the weekend. Then he'll text me at like four in the morning, and it'll just be like a completely like custom down to the seat number, color in like an NBA arena, and just like with this ridiculous team. Uh, and I'm, and I'm very much into that too. And then I'll play the franchise mode for two hours and then never touch it again. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how it we, goes. we used to make, uh, we, in middle school, we used to make like our basketball team, right? Like yeah. ourselves, like in 2k, you make yourselves, then you, everybody argues over their ratings because like everyone thinks they're great and no one yeah. is. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, is it my turn? Sure. Did you go Scott? I have not. 
that's all right. There's no particular order. Vacation spots. Actually, I'm changing mine from uh, how do you feel about it to give me your favorite. Vacation spots. Give me your favorite type of vacation. Jeez. That's. I'm a city that's guy. Broad. That's what do you, like yeah, give me, give me the, like the, the terrain. Look, if, if I'm, if I'm in the need for a carefree vacation, I'm just going to go to a resort all day. Give me a beach and give me the ocean and I'll be fine for a week. Um, but if I'm in the move for some exploring, like I went to Colorado before the pandemic hit last year and that was a blast. Went there for like, I don't know, like five days and all we did was hike. It was phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a big backpacking advocate and, and person. I've gone, obviously, up north is a big one, like being in Michigan, right? Like just being oh, able yeah. to go to the UP whenever you want is sick. Um, and then, yeah, I've, uh, my dad and I, when I was younger, we flew out to Montana and just hiked around Montana for a couple of weeks. It was sick. Um, I've, yeah, I've been like all That's over That's crazy. You've been honestly. to Montana, like physically? Yeah, man. Like on purpose, flown into Montana. That's yeah. nuts. I don't think I've ever met anybody who's done that. How small was the plane? Jeez. It was a, it was a pond hopper. It was a pond hopper. Seriously. So we flew to, I'm not even kidding. We flew into, um, I want to say Colorado. We stopped in Colorado and then got off in Colorado, gotten a, a literal like pond hopper that had like 12 people in it. And then we flew into Montana and then um, on the way back, we had to do the same thing. That's But yeah, thing. there's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like 15. I was like, I'm different. You're like all, all this, yeah. <laughs> You're like all this from Montana. Right. Yeah. But uh, no, but we, I've been, yeah. Like I've been everywhere up North. Uh, Copper Harbor's great. I, I, I backpacking's big. I'm, I'm big, uh, big, big backpacking guy, but I also love the city too. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, honestly, I think those are probably my only two. I don't know. If I if I'd go resort, I'd probably either it'd be like one of those two. I don't I don't know. Resorts are sick, and I hate people who shit on resorts because like, there you don't really do much. You just kind of go there and like you pay the one uh, some yeah, fee, chill, and then it's yeah. just you just chill. And I think that's sometimes that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I agree. I I am a I'm a good like if it's spring, give me a give me a nice city. You know, I want to go. I want to sure. watch a couple baseball games. I want to go out and not just sweat every single day um but yeah good to know all right uh finish this off or how do you feel about a friday uh do something feel... polarizing i feel like this okay, hasn't it's been not at polarizing. all it's not at all well mine i mean in to me it might be polarizing but i feel like to everybody else it's not i got in a big argument with my buddy about crocs so how do you feel about crocs hilarious one time in college me and my roommate you feel uh, hilarious about crocs Yes. That's your uh, answer. My wow. roommate in college, E.G. Slayer, uh, guest of the podcast, friend of the podcast. Um, he one time we went to Salvation Army and he bought Crocs and uh, he was like, used I, Crocs, that's used bold. Crocs. Yeah, that's bold. And they were camo. And um, of course, and I was like, hey, so we made a bet that he couldn't wear them for an entire week straight. Like he could not ever, ever, ever take them off in the shower when he was sleeping. Nothing. I went oh, to bed wow. after him and I woke up before him. So I checked every night and every morning. And, uh, I would, I would, <laughs> for the bathroom, I would have to open the door and be like, crock check. And he would have to like, just basically like stick him out of the curtain. It was hilarious. He did it. I had to buy him a Vladimir Tarasenko Jersey. 
Uh, it was a good time. So I have a very fond memories of, of Crocs. <laughs> that is great. Um, I've never owned a pair. Um, I don't think I've ever needed to own a pair, but they look comfortable and I secretly wanted to try them because I've never tried them. But they yeah. look nice. They're they, not bad. Uh, they're just, they're clogs. Like, yeah, they are. Are they comfy? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're clogs. They, normal shoes. You know? <laughs> they, they randomly, like, like I, when they got big in, like, the, what was that, late 2000s, probably? Yeah, 2007. Right, when they got really big. And then, like, four or five years after that, everyone just started hating on them. Yeah. And I was just not having any of it, and I still stand by it to this day. And I, I love Crocs. No, like, right. I never wear them in public, but, like, <laughs> See, that's anywhere. messed up. That's when I up. when you I wear them yourself. all around the house, okay. Let, <laughs> it has nothing to do with me wanting or wanting not to be myself. It's the fact that they have literally no ankle support. I, my ankles would be shattered within minutes of leaving the house. Fair enough. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't need a pair now. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a good. How do you feel about a Friday, boys? Uh, next week we got a game recap on Monday of the uh, Carolina Red Wings game. Uh, and then we will be dropping, we'll, we'll be sprinkling in our uh, Tony Ferrari interview uh, and probably just go through more games. So it'll be a fun time. I can't wait to see you guys there. Anything else before we send the people into the weekend? No, uh, have, have a nice weekend. All right. We'll see you back here on Monday. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.